1: There, man. I breathe the mountain air, man. I travel I've like had my share, man. I've been everywhere.
0: Get on the phone now and call 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. Or email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. And now, the savvy traveler himself, Rudy Maxa.
2: Welcome aboard this weekend. Welcome aboard. Hope you're having a lovely weekend. You're listening to America's most widely syndicated Radio Travel Show, I'm your genial host, Rudy Maxson. Nice to have you with us. This weekend is our second special show coming to you from Western Ireland. Last weekend, we were happily ensconced at Loch Esk Castle in the county of Donegal in Ireland's wild, rugged, and uh, beautiful northwest. This weekend, we've moved a bit south, about three hours driving time, in fact, to another spectacular castle hotel. I'm coming to you today from a drawing room just off the bar at Dromolan Castle, which is a totally renovated 16th-century castle, built on 410 lush green acres you've got to see to believe. Well, actually, you can see it in pictures, at least at uh, dromoland.ie. Let me spell that for you. It's D-R-O-M-O-L-A-N-D dot i.e. of course, the designation for Ireland. We're not far from the cities of Galway and Limerick, and let me tell you a little bit about this area before we start. This is a land of history, of myth, and of magic. As you drive back uh, uh if you, as you drive by fields here, uh, you can spot the occasional fairy ring, which is often a circle of trees in a slightly raised area. It's said to be the home to leprechauns and pukas. Uh, pukas is a, uh, puka is a mischievous fairy, the most mischievous of them all, I believe, that come out at night and can assume various forms uh, and cause all kinds of trouble. Fairy rings are said to be created when fairies dance in a circle on a particular spot. Now, if a person happens into a fairy ring, he or she risks falling for Very clever fairy tricks of becoming trapped in a fairy world. It's considered very, very bad luck to mess with a fairy ring. Uh, Not long ago, the construction of a modern highway near here was delayed for more than a year when Irish workers refused to tear down a tree believed to be inhabited by fairies. They even brought in Turkish workers to do the job. They refused to cut it down. It was finally agreed to let it live, and it was moved carefully to a new setting alongside the highway where it stands unmolested today. Such beliefs or superstitions come from Celtic lore, paganism, Wicca, and other pre-Christian belief systems. Is it any surprise that Ireland brought us Halloween? This is the part of Ireland where Oliver Cromwell herded Catholics in the 17th century when he's busy handing out Ireland's more choice real estate parcels to his buddies. The land is pretty hard to here. You'll see miles of rock walls made from stones removed from this land in order to clear some land for grasses. These stones make it a difficult place to farm. This is called the Burren, the which is Irish for stony place. You'll find a quote in some guidebooks by one of Cromwell's men, Edward Ludlow, who said of, is it the Burren or the Burren? I'll ask. The Burn. The Burn. Okay, I'm asking my Irish expert who you're going to meet in just about 30 seconds. Um, Edward Ludlow said of the Burn in the 17th century, quote, It's a country where there's not enough wood to hang a man, not enough water to drown him, nor earth enough to bury him, unquote. But the rest of that quote, much less frequently cited, noted the local cattle were fat thanks to the tufts of grass growing on limestone plains. That mineral-rich grass today still feeds cattle that are considered to provide the best beef and lamb in the world by some. The region's rich in archaeological and historical sites. In Limerick, beneath a 13th century castle built by King John to stop feuding between the O'Brien and McNamara clans, researchers today are unearthing a Viking trading post built in the year, get this, 812. We're going to learn more about The Burn, including my learning how to pronounce it, and this part of Western Ireland this hour. But first, I want to meet you, the general, want you to meet the general manager of Drumolan Castle and uh, my expert on all things Irish when it comes to pronunciation, uh, Mark Nolan. Hi, Mark. Thanks for the help on The Burn.
3: Thank you. You're let, very welcome indeed.
2: Let me explain to our audience. It's spelled B-U-R-R-E-N. So right. if, if you're curious about The Burn, look it up, as we would say, at B-U-R-R-E-N. Uh, Mark, how long has this incredible... I, I mean... This castle, how long has it been open to guests, and and who owns it today?
3: Um, It's open since about 1963. It was renovated. It was a private home of the O'Briens, direct descendants of the first high king of Ireland, so there's quite a history associated with it. But it was bought by uh, an Irish-American, Bernard McDonough, in 1963, and decided he was encouraged by a local uh, great character here, uh, Brendan O'Regan, to make the investment and make it convert into a hotel. And one of the f- the first g- early guests were the Beatles, and uh, there's a great story about the Beatles having stayed here in 1963, and had to be taken out of here by linen basket because the crowds and hordes of fans were coming up the driveway, and they didn't want that.
2: That is terrific. Th- he did the owner did nothing by half measure, did he?
3: Absolutely not. Um, Bernard Macdonough, a wonderful and wonderful for this whole region, made quite an investment. In fact, at one stage, owned four hotels within about a 10 mile radius uh, of of the. Of the area, and as you say, did you know? Took no shortcuts. Um, He had hotels. His idea was that if somebody didn't have the money to stay, maybe in a castle property, they'd stay another. So he built a built another hotel to capture everybody. Very smart uh, marketing man.
2: And this was clearly the top of the heap. I mean, there is archery here. There is falconry here. There is just about every activity. Tell me a bit about the golf course.
3: Uh, Well, we, the golf course has gone through a few different reincarnations over the last number of years. It was an Asian hole course, then it was cut back to nine holes. And then in 2001, we decided that we really wanted to upgrade the golf course because we're in the hinterland of some wonderful golf. Uh, So we renovated completely rebuilt it over three years and opened it again in 2005, 2006. For what you see today, it's a a nation hole championship parkland course.
2: It's gorgeous. It is stunning. I notice uh, just as many water traps as there are sand traps in walking around it the other day.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the Water pays a major feature. Well, we have the River Rhine running through the estate. So what we did was got it to meander a little bit more. And it features, I think, in five holes altogether.
2: There's a nearby spa. There's a horseback riding. Uh, this is really... Uh, uh, an all-in-one uh, estate resort, really.
3: Sure. Uh, Rudy, that was our intention always, that we would develop a product that ultimately would keep people here interested for two or three days. And that's an actual fact Our average stay has increased over the last number of years by constantly developing product. As you said, the golf course, we've got a fully automated drive range. Uh, our spa, a dedicated spa with Voya, fully uh, 100% uh, organic Irish products used in the spa. Indoor pool? Indoor pool. How many rooms? We have 98 rooms.
2: 98. And Uh, what is your busiest season? The summer?
3: uh, Primarily, I suppose, yes. May to September would be what we call our high season. We have three seasons, kind of shoulder, which is November to March, which you're in now. It has its own, very much its own charm at this time of year. It's obviously easier to get around. And the castle is more that feeling of being, you know, a very special castle to individual guests where we have smaller numbers, but we'd still deliver on the same five-star service.
2: And Christmas must be beautiful here.
3: Beautiful. Uh, beautiful. In actual fact, the last couple of Christmases, quite unusually, we've had kind of minus 10, minus 15 degrees, which have been exceptional. So it's a it's a great place to stay, and a great place to stay any time of year.
2: Well, it's lovely. I'm looking up here in the uh, drawing room I'm in. How high is the ceiling? Do you have any idea?
3: Uh, this ceiling here, I think, is 24 feet, and wouldn't be our, 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 our highest ceiling by any manner of means
2: fabulous uh I, I i really appreciate your having the show here this weekend and uh thank you for joining us
3: mark well thank you indeed
2: mark nolan's the general manager of Drumolan castle if you'd like to live like an english lord this is uh, irish lord i'm sorry an irish lord this is the place you want to call home you can find more information at dramolan d-r-m-o-l-a-n-d dot i-e when we return we're going to check out a medieval castle just down the road where you can stop in for dinner with the earl of tomlin Take trips, not chances.
4: This is Brother Michael Diamond of Most Holy Family Monastery. Find out the shocking and amazing truth about what really happened to the Catholic Church, UFOs, the third secret of Fatima, the book of Revelation fulfilled in our times, and the new book, The Bible Proves the Teachings of the Catholic Church. The most important package of DVDs and books you'll ever receive in your life. The package includes three books and ten DVD programs for only $5. Price includes shipping. You can send in your order by mail to Most Holy Family Monastery, 4425 Schneider Road, Fillmore, New York, 14735. That's Most Holy Family Monastery, 4425 Schneider Road, Fillmore, New York, 14735. Or call us at 1-800-275-1126. That's 1-800-275-1126. 1-800-275-1126. VaticanCatholic.com. That's VaticanCatholic.com. Get in the zone.
1: High gas prices got you down. AutoZone can help. Using a fuel system cleaner is an easy way to improve engine performance and fuel economy. Right now at AutoZone, save $2 on a 6-ounce bottle of Gum Out Regain Complete Fuel System Cleaner. See store for restrictions and details. Maximize your miles per gallon with help from AutoZone today, because parts are just part of what we do.
3: Get in the zone.
1: AutoZone.
0: join Rudy Maxa, call 800-387-8025. You can email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. Now back to Rudy Maxa's World.
2: It's 18 minutes after the hour. Welcome back. I'm Rudy Maxa. You're in Rudy Maxa's World, where it's all travel all the time. As I mentioned uh, in the last segment, we are coming to you from Western Ireland in County Clare, from Dromolan Castle, I'm in a lovely sitting room. There's a roaring fire behind me. But you know what? There it's, it's blue sky and sun outside. If you go just down the road a bit, you'll come across another castle. It's called Bunratty Castle. And uh, several years ago, when I was filming one of my public television uh, shows here in Western Ireland, I went to dinner there. Uh, it's quite a unique dinner. We're going to talk about it in just a moment, and uh, we actually filmed there. That DVD, by the way, is available at uh, Maxa.tv. If you're th- planning a trip to Ireland, we've got a Dublin Western Island two two half-hour shows. You can check it out. Uh, Tom Meaney is a butler and entertainer at uh, the dinner I was referring to at Bunratty Castle of Bunratty Castle banquets. Uh, Tom, welcome to the show.
5: Thank you very much.
2: Um, Now let's see here. You uh, tell, describe for us a bit about the castle, and then what happens
5: when visitors come for the evening. Okay, well, Bunratty Castle, as you say, is quite near the River Shannon itself. The castle itself was built in 1425 by the McNamara family. This castle was then overtaken by the O'Briens. Who who
2: ran this castle. Who ran and built this castle. Yeah, they lived lived
5: in Monratti for 200 years, and then they built this wonderful castle here. So I'm actually working as what we call the butler. The butler in (laughs) Monratti is like the master of ceremonies for the night. We meet and greet everybody who arrives in the evening. Uh, We entertain them right throughout the banquet itself. And then after that, we have a full half hour of wonderful entertainment of approximately five young ladies and three young men and two musicians. And what do you serve at this dinner? Well, we start off, well, the reception itself is up in what we call the Great Hall of the Castle. Most castles would have had a great hall. In our great hall, we have a mead reception, mead being a wine and honey drink. It was actually made by the monks in Ireland way back in the Middle Ages because uh, each of the monasteries were self-sufficient. They had lots of beehives. They made use of the wine with the excess honey, thus making what we call mead. So we serve the mead to everybody. After that, there's a little background music. We have the history of the castle. And then each night we have this wonderful ceremony of crowning the Earl of Thormond. And in this very castle of Dromoland, we have the... the, the De- descendant of the actual Earl of Thomond still lives within the walls of Dramoling Castle. And he's now has the official title of Prince of Thomond. So we crown this Earl every night. Then we escort him down to the banquet hall. He has the best seat in the house with his good lady. And then we have about another 130 guests joining him. The meal who are is, visitors, who are visitors, <laughs> like uh, yeah. I was, right, right? Yes, and like anyone listening to the show can be exactly. Yeah. And we entertain them as I said. The first course being a wonderful soup, which we call Brombrose. Then we have wonderful spare ribs, followed by a chicken dish, followed by dessert, followed by approximately half an hour of entertainment.
2: Uh, so, uh, if you've never been the guest of an earl in a castle at dinner, you can come to uh, uh,
5: Unready Castle here in Western Ireland and, and do so. That's it, and hopefully I'll meet you at the door and greet you. And you also, you also sing, don't you? Yes, most of the entertainers would be of the singing background, other than musicians, and uh, we have a choral, uh, music all right throughout
2: well, we're lucky enough to have one of your colleagues, Sinead Ryan, who plays the harp, with us in the uh, in the drawing room here at uh, uh, Drumolan Drom- Castle, and she's going to accompany you. You're going to do a couple of verses of one of your songs just for all those Irish Americans, so they can get sort of teary-eyed.
5: Yes, we're going to sing a song now. It's called "The Star of the County Down." Now, the star of the County Down, we believe, was one Rosie McCann, and believe it or not, last year during one of the banquets, mm. one of the ladies who was a guest said to me. I'm a cousin of this famous Rosie McCann. Oh, my goodness.
2: All right, so here's uh, Tom Meany singing and Sinead Sinead Ryan on the harp. Mm
5: near to Banbridge Town in the county down one morning in July. Down a boring green came a sweet Colleen and she smiled as she passed me by. She looked so neat from her two bare feet to the sheen of her nut brown hair. Such a coaxing elf I'd shake myself to make sure I was really there. From Bantry Bay up to Derry Cay and from Galway to Dublin Town no maid I've seen like the brown Colleen that I met in the county down as she onward fled, sure, I scratched my head and I gazed with a feelin' queer. And I said, says I, to a passer-by, who's the maid with the nut-brown hair? He smiled at me, and with pride said he, that's the gem in Ireland's crown. Young Rosie McCann from the banks of the Ban. she's the star of the county down. From Bantry Bay up to Derry Delrique, and from Galway to Dublin town. No maid I've seen like the brown Colleen that I met in the county down i at the harvest fair she'll be surely there So I'll dress in me Sunday clothes And I'll try sheep's eyes into Lutheran lies On the heart of the nut-brown rose No pipe I'll smoke, no horse I'll yoke Though me plough with the rust turned brown Till a smiling bride by my own fireside is the star of the county down From Bantry Bay up to Derry Kay, And from Galway to Dublin Town No maid I've seen like the brown collie She's the star of the County Down. Well, if uh, if if you
2: didn't know we were if you didn't know we were in Ireland before this, you know now. That was Tom Meaney. He's a butler and entertainer at Bunready Castle Banquets, and Sinead Ryan was accompanying on the harp. You want to play a little harp music while I finish talking, Sinead, to Tom, and there's a little background music. Um, we should also point out that you and your colleagues, uh, including Sinead, at this very moment are in costume during this dinner you're not you're not just out there in slacks and a a work shirt
5: no no we dress in what would have been familiar uh the 16th century type um costumes where the men wear colorful costumes you can see including tights i notice you look lovely in tights tights are very popular with lots of the women and some of the men (laughs) (laughs) and uh when i came
2: in the room and saw Sinead she looked like um well she looked like the woman you were singing about that's right, the star herself.
5: Over yeah, here. Very nice. Now, how many entertainers are there? Then? we have. Well, we have a full team right throughout the season because we have. A, we work six nights on and three nights off. So we have about thirty entertainers in total. But each night we will have ten. And are you open every night? We're open every night from middle of March until. The end of October, and then it quietens down a little bit for November. We're actually working tonight and tomorrow night as well.
2: So you do we can stay open in the winter for a couple nights a week?
5: Yes, we do. And then in December, we have a wonderful Christmas event, which we change the program completely of the, the musical program. We introduce more or less the Christmas-type singing, or traditional. Is the castle open during the day for visitors? The castle is open during the day, every day, 364 days of the year. And there's something right next door to the castle, isn't there? Yes, we have this wonderful folk park. Um, in the folk park, we have a lot of ty- uh, old-style homes, which have been popular in Ireland. Maybe some of them with thatched roofs, and uh, they would be typical of the houses that were in Ireland in the 17th, 18th, and 19th century. It's very popular, especially with families. And this year, we've had a lot of American families visiting, believe it or not. But most of our tourists would be majority; I would be American. We get them from all over the world: Canadian, Australian.
2: I, I gather there's there's a larger Asian component, particularly from China. This must seem very. It's and actually, thrilling to them and unusual.
5: It is most unusual. And when I greet the Chinese, it's wonderful, actually. They come up and we have a drawbridge, which is on the second floor, which is where you enter the castle from. And the thing about these wonderful Chinese visitors, they all want to be photographed with you individually. <laughs> So if we have 20 approaching, we're ha- we're smiling 20 times. <laughs> How long have you been working at Bunratty? I am so? happily working in Bunratty for the past six years. Mm-hmm. And prior to that, as I said, I had a different, completely different job. So this is totally new to me, and I love every single moment of it. You don't have to eat the same dinner every night, do you? <laughs> no, no. We have a little variety for the staff, yes. But we'd serve the same dinner mostly.
2: And so what is the... the do you know the website where folks can find more information? As far as I know, it's www.shannonheritage.com. That is. I'll say that... Uh, in American
5: English more slowly shannonheritage.com oh, Shannon Heritage. shannonheritage.com very well done how many languages do you speak well i greet them in quite a few languages and i can say goodbye in about 10 different languages like chinese and japanese and i can say thank you in che che in chinese che che right
2: and and, and what, what age groups does this appeal to
5: We have, well, we have some very very young children would be gathered quite near the stage because there's about 140 people at the banquet itself. We have about 10 entertainers, so it's nearly a one to, you know, you have one entertainer assigned to each table. So we get to mix with everybody. So we have them from young children right up to... The 92-year-old lady that accompanied today is only about a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> so she, the, so the entertainers everyone. are also your waiters. Yes, we, we, we do everything. We're with you for the complete night. For the moment you arrive at the castle, you're surrounded by the entertainers. And we're they're dressed it. in costume, yep. and they, they're in character. That's correct, yeah. Because
2: as I recall from doing the TV show, somebody welcomed me to the Earl's Castle as guests. That's that correct,
5: yeah. We are all in costume and we're with you from beginning until end. We even serve you the coffee at the end of the night. Wonderful. And the website again is? www shannonheritage.com I appreciate
2: your saying it in an American accent. Uh, Tom Meaney is a butler and entertainer from Bunratty Castle Banquets. Bunratty is spelled B as in boy U-N-R-A-T-T-Y We're accompanied by Sinead Ryan, a harpist with Bunratty Castle. Stick around. We'll be right back. We're going to learn a little more about Irish food when we come back. Don't go away.
0: Rudy Maxa's world is coming right back. So get on the phone now at 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. You can also enjoy the program anytime at rudymaxa.com.
3: Ireland invites you to the exclusive Cliff Corknichols. Intrigued by Cliff Corknichols? It's simple. After gasping at the Cliffs of Moher, too exhausted to talk,
2: one starts listening to the Chronicles of the Locals in Cork, known for spinning a good yarn. Bring a fresh pot of tea, because in a land famous for its wool, the yarn can last all night. Cliffs of Moor, Cork, Chronicles, Cliff Nichols. Flex that mouth and brace those ears. Take a
5: vacation from the typical vacation. Discoverireland.com
2: Find great value vacation offers
6: at discoverireland.com Get in the zone!
1: High gas prices got you down? AutoZone can help. Using a fuel system cleaner is an easy way to improve engine performance and fuel economy. Right now at AutoZone, save $2 on a 6-ounce bottle of Gum Out Regain Complete Fuel System Cleaner. See store for restrictions and details. Maximize your miles per gallon with help from AutoZone today. Because parts are just part of what we do. Get in the zone. AutoZone.
0: Participate in the program, call now at 800 387 8025 Or log on to RudyMaxa.com. Here's Rudy Maxa. 33
2: minutes back to the back. 33 minutes after the hour. You're back in Rudy Max's world here in County Clare in Western Ireland And a gorgeous uh, day and evening. It is, my goodness, the sun is out. Peter Ward is a well-known Irish food ambassador, and he owns with his wife a business called. Country Choice, and it's in, correct me if I'm wrong, Peter, it's in the town of Nina in in County Tipperary? Dead on, Rudy,
7: and we have a branch at the milk market here in Limerick City. And
2: milk market, we're going to t- tell me about the milk market right off the bat. It doesn't just sell milk, does it?
7: No, no, no. It's I suppose it's meet and greet for the farmers and the producers of the Midwest, where produce is sold directly to the consumers. We, we're 30 years in Country Choice, selling good Irish, uh, local Irish food. And about a year ago, they put a motorway in, and we had to follow the motorway and find a city at the end of it. And there we found Limerick, and we moved into the new revamped milk market, and we trade there. Friday, Saturday and Sunday and we get lots of American visitors who come in through Shannon Airport. They all make their way to the Milk Market for a hot lunch or a selection of Irish farmhouse cheeses.
2: Now, correct me if I'm wrong that uh, correct me if I'm wrong that this this trend toward um, you know, f- well in this case, you know, from farm to table or farm to mouth even,
7: Uh, is a relatively new phenomenon. Though you say you've been in business for 30 years. Well, I'm 30 years in Nina, in in business, in a market town, selling artisan food and farm food to a local appreciative clientele.
2: Were you alone in that in the beginning? No,
7: my wife uh, wife and I... I I mean,
2: generally in Ireland.
7: You know, what happens? what we wanted to do was, we were 22 years of age, and we were just about to get married, and we wanted to bring... The Irish domestic dining experience to our guests is what we wanted to do. Everything we ate on Sunday, we wanted to sell on Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday. And that was the bedrock of our business. And it's been like that for 30 years. And it has grown into things like cheese and like bread. And yes, there is um, a revitalization of Irish food happening very, very much here. You'll see that for your, your listeners who want to buy Irish food online or want to buy Irish food in the States. There's a lot of choice now. But we're beginning to recognize as a nation that you don't always come here for the weather. <laughs> <laughs> it's taken us a long time to admit that, that our wet climate cannot be pleasant for everybody. But the reality is, uh, win, lose or draw, we want to feed you.
2: Well, you've brought some food here to feed me. I'm talking to Peter Ward. Uh, you can check out his uh, website at choice, excuse me, countrychoice.ie. Now, you've brought here uh, clearly some great This great loaf of bread, some cheese I can smell halfway down the road when you're arriving. What have you got
7: here? That wasn't the cheese. That's, um, you know, that's the farm. That's, the, <laughs> that's and, the farm. And this is, what is this here, the uh, well, dark? at the moment, I brought you some of our traditional Christmas pudding. We make, at the moment, if you, went, if you park your car in Nina and you smell some fruit cooking, the chances are it's coming from our shop. So we make 1,000 of these uh, traditional farmhouse Christmas puddings, and we send them over the internet, we send them all over the world. And we're quite sort of famous for that. I don't know if you do Christmas pudding in America.
2: Well, but, many, many people do, yes. Yeah,
7: but we, we make this. I think I actually got, a, got an article in Savoir magazine for this one t- Bond the time. I got a nice uh, write-up from Coleman Andrews for that. But the bread, I let's, brought some... Yeah, let's start yeah. with the bread. I'm yeah. going to
2: try that right now while you speak. Describe it to me, please.
7: Well, you can hear the, the bottom of the bread. It's really nice. It's cooked on the base of, uh, of our oven, and it's a very typical Irish white soda bread. A lot of people here like to make brown soda bread. A lot of your visitors would use American flour to make brown soda bread. But white soda bread became very fashionable in the 1880s, 1890s, to compete with the new yeast bakeries in the towns. So there's an old-fashioned tradition of making white soda bread on an open fire in Ireland, and we continue that in our shop. And we serve it with farmhouse butter, we serve it with um, our baked hams, and above all, we serve it with our good Tipperary farmhouse cheeses.
2: Now, what kind of cheese do you have here? It has blue veins in it. It's uh, sort of yellowish.
7: Well, Rudy, I only brought you best in class. Right. When I was making the selection this morning, I looked at 30 cheeses in my cheese counter in Country Choice and Nina and I said, I got to bring you something really special. And this is what we gave the Queen on her visit to, to Ireland recently. It's Cashel Blue. A lot of your listeners will mm. be familiar with the beautiful Rock of Cashel in Nina. I'm selling this cheese for nigh on 30 years and it's this is perfectly ripe. It's a blue vein cheese. It's made on cow's milk down near Cashel. Now they also make a great one on sheep's milk. We do that here in Ireland as well. This is stunning. This this cheese is best in class. I think it's available in America. I may have seen it in Murray's and Grand Central Station, but um, um, for us, we believe that if you come to Tipperary, that I'm going to give you a Cashel Blue that wins the gold medal.
2: Can you ship this to the states? Or-
7: I Think it's available in Murray's? In this, uh, I'm not sure but if you can send it. But well, you know what? I might put it in a secondhand books for somebody or something like that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> now, this is and what? What am I? What, what is this on the side? Oh,
7: I brought some. At the moment, uh, we've had a lot of marrows. Marrows, you call them zucchini. So we make a lot of relishes and chutneys. So I brought a uh, marrow and uh, autumn tomato um, chutney. We have a great tradition of chutneys in North Tipperary. A lot of tradition with the, the...
2: Let's spend a little time on the Christmas cake. We have only have about 30 Christmas seconds left.
7: Pudding. Uh, yeah. Christmas pudding, yeah. We, we win awards. We win the sort of the, the gold medal for this every year in Ireland. We make these in our massive big pans by hand. They're made with the best of Tipperary butter. They're made with, of course, we, we use um, beer, Irish artisan beer in them as well. We use free-range eggs and we use just amazing fruit and we wow, send them all over the world. good. That is very good.
2: That is not your traditional American fruitcake that people no. save for three years in the refrigerator
7: before throwing it away. No, no. This, is, this like, is amazing. This is you get up in the middle of the night, you walk down in your pajamas, you're sleepwalking, and you eat this.
2: All right. Here's the deal. You, go, you, you, come, you come here to uh, County Clare, or you go to, more, more to the point, either to the town of Nina in Counter-Tipperary, or you go to Limerick. And you look for
7: Peter Ward's county Country Choice. Yeah, we're on the Good Food Ireland website. You'll find us clearly on the Good Food Ireland or website.
2: Or countrychoice.ie. Good uh, yeah, stuff, absolutely. Peter. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thanks for stopping by. We'll be right back.
0: Call now to talk to Rudy Maxa at 800 387 8025. You can also email the show anytime at info at rudymaxa.com.
7: My wife's monthly trip to the beauty salon was really adding up. I mean, between dyeing her roots and trimming the dead ends, we were going dead broke. So to save some money, I'm cutting it for her while she
1: sleeps.
3: <sighs> shh, shh. Uh, no, 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 don't wake up yet.
1: <laughs> go to sleep, go to sleep. You're almost gorgeous oh,
4: she is going to love this. There's an easier way to save. Get online. Go to Geico.com. Get a quote. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. I have this dizzy feeling every time I get out of bed, like spinning. I don't know why. It's awful. I get dizzy when I
1: read or work on the computer. I get lightheaded, walking down a hall or aisle.
4: Or
3: unsteady on my
4: feet. I lose my balance and get a little motion sick.
1: It's like vertigo. That dizzy feeling in a car, train, or airplane.
4: It's awful. An inner ear problem.
1: Most likely, you're.
4: Vestibular system. Now there's Zyvestra. An amazing fast acting
1: dual action tabs and targeted cream. You rub behind your ear.
4: Behind your ear. And it works in an advanced homeopathic way to relieve dizziness. It relieves that vertigo feeling. That dizzy feeling gone.
3: Zyvestra is amazing. No more suffering from
6: dizziness and queasiness.
1: Wake up with better balance. Call right now for your risk-free trial of Zyvestra. Call one 800 304 1684 800 800-304-1684 Stop the dizziness. Call 800-304-1684 That's 800-304-1684 Get in the zone High gas prices got you down? AutoZone can help. Using a fuel system cleaner is an easy way to improve engine performance and fuel economy Right now at AutoZone save $2 on a 6 ounce bottle of Gum Out Regain Complete Fuel System Cleaner See store for restrictions and details. Maximize your miles per gallon with help from AutoZone today. Because parts are just part of what we do. Get in the zone.
4: AutoZone. This is Brother Michael Diamond of Most Holy Family Monastery. Find out the shocking and amazing truth about what really happened to the Catholic Church, UFOs, the third secret of Fatima, the book of Revelation fulfilled in our times, and the new book The Bible Proves the Teachings of the Catholic Church the most important package of DVDs and books you'll ever receive in your life. The package includes three books and ten DVD programs for only $5. Price includes shipping. You can send in your order by mail to Most Holy Family Monastery, 4425 Schneider Road. Fillmore, New York, 14735. That's Most Holy Family Monastery, 4425 Schneider Road, Fillmore, New York, 14735. Or call us at 1-800-275-1126. That's 1-800-275-1126. 1-800-275-1126. VaticanCatholic.com. That's VaticanCatholic.com. <laughs>
2: 18 minutes after the hour, this segment is also brought to you by discoverireland.com forward slash west coast. With breathtaking landscapes, a truly authentic cultural heritage, and local people you'll adore, the west coast of Ireland is yours to discover. For more information, go to discoverireland.com forward slash west coast, or even easier, just go to rudymaxa.com, and right there on the front page is a big thing that says Ireland, and just click on it. And you'll go to it all. And one great way to discover Western Ireland is in the gentle hands of Tony Kirby. He is the owner of a company called Heart of Burren Walks. And I said to you earlier that this area, this region is called the Burren. It's spelled B-U-R-R-E-N. So as Americans, we'd pronounce it Burren. But it's pronounced here Burn. Welcome, Tony, to the show.
8: Thank you very much, Rudy.
2: And as you walked in, you handed me a copy of the book, which my producer took away. The title is The
8: The Burn. Sorry, the Burren and the Aran Islands: A Walking Guide came out of two thousand and nine. It's just about fifteen walks, Burren and the Aran Islands, uh, with photographs, maps, illustrations, and text describing the extraordinary rich natural and cultural heritage of the Burren region.
2: And uh, the Aran Islands are not far offshore, and they're known for the, the sweaters that are knitted there, for the sheep that are there, and a very rugged landscape, as I recall. Rugged
8: limestone, limestone pavement, the Burndy Aran Islands are, is the most extensive area of limestone pavement on, on the entire continent of Europe, one of the most distinct landscapes in Europe, and terribly rich in things like archaeology, geology, and flora.
2: And when I go walking with you, I know you say you have a uh, many number of walks, but am I walking, I'm walking? i walking. Probably in mainly a rural, rural countryside kind of setting.
8: Yeah, you, we're talking about the Burren uplands. So it's a it's an area of Ireland that's got strong protective legislation. And you're talking about, you know, largely an area has been left to nature. However, there's one big twist in the tale. And that is, there is an extraordinary farming regime taking place in the Burren that is, farmers push their cattle to the hills in winter. It's called reverse transhumance, and that's the key to understanding the whole Burren region. That these cattle in the hills only in winter are, are protecting the flowers, the monuments, and the rocks. They're the custodians of the landscape. It's a a great story.
2: And are these easy walks, difficult walks, or are they different uh, degrees of difficulty?
8: Degrees of difficulty. You know, I'll give the customer what he or she wants, but the profile of a lot of the walks in high season, six days a week, are about two and a half hours long long, at an easy pace. (laughs) And so much to see, so much to talk about that, you know, that's the profile of the walks in high season.
2: And do you go along with the walkers, or do you have, uh, you have colleagues? Who I'm
8: a one-man band, Rudy. It's what you, you see it's is what you, you get. The, the owner, the operator, the guide, you know?
2: And I imagine you have a few stories to tell along the way.
8: None of them true.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and how many people, let's say in prime time in the summer, how many people might generally go on a walk? I,
8: I, I work it out about an average of about seven people. It can go over that, can go under that, but you're talking about small-scale tourism, you're talking about slow tourism, you're talking about really the fastest-growing sector of tourism in the world is what I'm involved in, you know? Uh, when you mentioned the the stories yeah, there are a few and I like to intersperse the walks with a bit of poetry as well because as the man says it's true there's no money in poetry but there's no poetry in money either
2: Uh, very true and this is a this is a nation of poets I have learned that in my uh, week here I can tell you so there's small enough groups that you get Tony Kirby undiluted straight up
8: that's it yeah it's kind of like the idea is contact with local people uh, slowing down a bit, because a lot of people, you know, in the Berlin region, we're trying to do two things, attract more people to see its wonder, but also when they get there, to slow them down a bit, meet with local people, uh, just to go at a slower pace, uh, understand the place a bit better, contact with the people, say, and spend just a little more on the local economy. You know, it's kind of a, a slow or eco-tourism, if you like, yes.
2: Do you stop for a break at a local... Anything?
8: Well, t- sometimes we end up in a local anything, which is, I think's <laughs> called a pub, pub here. Yeah, <laughs> I would say
2: local anything being a pub. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it sounds lovely. It just sounds lovely, Tony. As a guy who lives in a city, it just sounds great to be able to come out. I know how how gorgeous this countryside is. Are you from here?
8: I'm not from here originally. I live here about 10 years. i come, myself very lucky to be living here and raising a couple of children here. And just on your point of how beautiful it is for a city dweller, the whole idea of it, usually I say at the end of the walk and we're in a remote area where we end, I say, I'll show you now how to get back to civilisation. I said to people, they say, no, this is civilization.
2: Well said. Well said. Well, I look forward to reading your book. Um, where can uh, folks go to learn more information about your walks?
8: Yeah, uh, heartofburnwalks.com and the wider walking scene in general. Shannonregiontrails.com, but my website is heartofburnwalks.com.
2: And let me uh, spell again for an American audience who might hear "burn" as B-U-R-N. It's actually. B U R R E N, heartofburnwalks.com. Yep. And we'll actually place a link to this uh, on my Facebook page at Rudy Maxa TV show. I know this is a radio show, I say this every week, but I also do a television show, and Facebook wouldn't let me put both up there. So if you go to, Rudy, go to Facebook, type in Rudy Maxa, R U D Y M A X A, we'll have a link to Tony Kirby's website, Heart of Burn Walks. Tony, very nice of you to drop by. Thank you. Thank you, Rudy. We'll be right back from the western part of Ireland and Dramolan Castle in just a minute after this break. And
0: uh, you're going to want to hear what's coming up next. Bye-bye. Rudy Max's World phone lines are open now, so call us at 800-387-8025. We'll be back after these messages. segment of rudy max's world is brought to you by service magic now you can hire pre-screen home pros with confidence for repairs remodeling plumbing needs made services and so much more visit www.homebuild411.servicemagic.com that's homebuild411.servicemagic.com
2: 52 minutes after the hour i'm your genial radio show host rudy max and we talk travel all the time and we're here in western ireland in uh county clare at the uh uh, Dromoland Castle uh, which is also a hotel you can actually check into this castle and I'm delighted to be joined by Margaret O'Shaughnessy she is the director of the National Transport Authority of Ireland and co-founder of the Foynes Flying Boat Museum Margaret welcome to the show
6: Thank you very much I'm Le- delighted to be here
2: For listeners who aren't as old as I am first of all what is a flying boat and what role did it play in uh, in aviation history
6: A flying boat is an aircraft that can only land on water it cannot come down your normal runway And they were the aircraft used for the beginning of transatlantic uh, passenger travel uh, between the United States and Europe, primarily Boeing, uh, Boeing 314s. They were luxurious, they were huge, and very comfortable to travel in.
2: And they were being flown by?
6: They were being flown originally by Pan American, Mm -hmm. that wonderful airline. And they were very kind to give three to the British and um, BOAC, which is British Airways today, they also operated three of them.
2: And you have a a replica of that plane at your museum.
6: Unfortunately, Rudy, uh, Fines is a tiny village of 500 people, and this tiny village was cast into the total limelight in the 30s when Pan American flew the first flights across. Because that's where it landed. That's where it landed. And um, the one thing we lacked when we set up our museum was that none of these aircraft were in existence. Unfortunately, all 12 of them Uh, were destroyed, were scrapped, you know, for parts or whatever, crashed a few of them, and some of them sunk to the bottom of the ocean. So we felt this is a big, big project. So with government uh, funding and a most uh, genius of a guy that does film sets and all that, and Boeing giving us the original uh, drawings and blueprints, we built full size, full scale, and they've come from all over the world to go on board this aircraft.
2: Incredible. So you can actually board this replica of the flying uh, uh, boat.
6: It's on water. And you can board it, and it's 100% detail correct, and it's called the Yankee Clipper.
2: Have you had anybody from Pan Am or Boeing come visit? You must have.
6: Oh, yeah. Yeah.
2: And what um, they must be, their jaws must drop.
6: Well, we've had a funeral on it of a former Pan Am pilot uh, from the United States. That's His ashes unusual. came back, and we've had a few wedding uh, ceremonies on it. And uh, we've had people come back in wheelchairs because they've been telling their kids and their grandkids about flying and these things, and thought they'd never again ever get an opportunity to show their family what it was like.
2: Boy, this is back when flying was fun. When did the flying boat stop serving Foynes, Ireland?
6: Well they began in 37 and they stopped serving fines in 1945 on a scheduled basis but we had some uh, charter flights up to 49
2: and did, there, did the cessation of those flights have an impact on the economy, I would presume?
6: Well, it's a tiny village. It went back to being a sleepy tiny village, you know. <laughs> uh, but now, thankfully, the museum is bringing in over 31,000 visitors every summer and 16 people employed. And it's in the original airport terminal. So we take our visitors back to the 1940s. Uh, the restaurant is a replica. Everything in there is 1940s. That is so cool. Well, it's the only... Flying boat museum in the world dedicated to the passenger travel. You see, mostly people think of an aviation museum as being military sure. and being aircraft. Well, we couldn't go that road because we were never a military base and we were certainly not in aircraft. There was none. So we are totally dedicated to the luxury and the stories. I mean, was this your idea? <laughs>
2: And did you have some background? Did you grow up in Foynes?
6: I have a funny story, I suppose. Go Um, ahead. uh, My grandfather was a local farmer and a bit of a character, I suppose, right? But he was a great horseman. And you must remember in the 30s and 40s, they didn't have any great telecommunications in private houses and around villages in Ireland. So he was implied by the airport with his horse. To go out to call in the crews as they were needed if a flight was coming in early or late or turn back or whatever, and uh, that 's my historical collection that my grandfather worked on the airline, but I mean my love is history really, and um, a great love for for anything to do with uh, America and its history, and, and our connections between the two countries and when I got to know all these Panamers, most of them are dead now, Rudy. I mean, this is 80, what, 87 I started, sure. 89 I opened. So there's only a handful left. But they are, Pan Am was not just an airline. It was an institution. And uh, I think there will never again be a Pan Am. And the people that worked in it Uh, were just something else.
2: Well, it's now a TV show in the United States, and here I've seen it on local television.
6: I'm doing great out of that. I've got loads of publicity out of it. I (laughs) would imagine.
2: We're going to tell you how to find more information about Foynes Flying Museum. Just give me 30 seconds there's something about Irish coffee in your museum. What is that?
6: Irish coffee was invented in the airport building in Foynes. No. Yeah, in 1943, and we have a 3D hologram show showing it to you now, uh, by Chef Joe Sheridan. Flights depended on weather weather in the North Atlantic is very unpredictable and flights could turn back sometimes. They did one night in October 1943 and the chef prepared food and drink to warm the passengers. He decided they needed something really good. So he put whiskey in the coffee and one of them went up to him and said, hey, chef.
2: That's amazing. And
6: do you serve? Of course, we actually do um, classes, master classes on how to make it properly. And we give you a certificate saying you did it.
2: This is a place you got to see here in Western Ireland. It's called Foynes Flying Boat Museum. My guest is Margaret O'Shaughnessy. She's uh, the founder of it, co founder of it. And I'm going to spell Foynes for you. It's F O Y N E S. And the website is Foynes Flying Boat So go check it out and uh, stop in and say hello to Margaret. And you got to have an Irish coffee. There's no question, right, Margaret? That's
6: true. The best in the world.
2: Thanks for joining us. Don't touch that dial. Next hour, we're going to talk to a genealogist. we going to get some tips on falconry and uh, learn about the Frank McCourt Museum in Limerick. We're coming to you from the Dromolan, uh, Dromolan Castle in County Clare in Western Ireland. Stay with us.
0: You've been listening to Rudy Max's World. And as always, you're hearing must-hear radio on the SSI Radio Network.